Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Unrenowned Podcast where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. Chris, smiling as ever. How is your life? It, yeah. I'm sick. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been sick. We Yeah. So if you didn't hear, we had to uh, reschedule the community play day this past weekend because Chris was sick. And then I had anniversary plans on Saturday, but something came up. We had to move it to Friday. So that all conflicted. But good news is that you didn't miss it. So we're, we're playing uh, this Friday uh, with all the guys and the girls. And uh, we're actually going to be able to start a little bit earlier. I got special permission from the old wifey. So... Uh, I'll really? be able to hop on around like at 6 p.m. Pacific slash 9 p.m. Eastern. So some of you Eastern folks cannot be like ready to go to bed by the time we start. Yeah, that's real nice. So that means a good you time? can get like a good five hours in. Yeah, five hours. That, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if I can endure five hours of siege. I can. <laughs> Gone are the days. Anyway, so put that on your calendar for next week, uh, or sorry, not next week, the end of this week, in two days from the time you hear this. Yeah. Um, we'll see you then. Don't forget to join the Discord, and we'll uh, we'll make sure to remind you and stuff in those Discord channels. Also, if you're in the Discord, don't forget to go and uh, connect to your roles if you're interested in being tagged when people are playing on your platform. So there's a new server roles channel. You go there, you react to a couple of posts, and it will then subscribe you to notifications if you are interested in that. Uh, anything else before we hop into the stuff? No, let's go into the stuff. <laughs> The stuff. Okay, so not much has changed since last week. Uh, I don't think there's been any test server notes that had anything besides like minor bug fixes, right? Correct. Um, so this is as what, of this is as of Sunday. So there's there's probably going right. to be something released tomorrow. I'm sure there probably will be. Usually it's like right after the weekend. It seems like they have something. It's actually well, it's pretty impressive. And the test server releases recently, at least like ever since they've done these whole this whole cell thing that they've been doing, they release like something every single day, pretty much for the first week. Like every day, there's another test server patch, and yep. then it goes quiet for a few days, and they release something else big. So we'll miss something for sure. Easy. Yeah, definitely. Also, uh, we should mention next week we are going uh, on a family reunion, so we'll probably record that episode a little bit earlier than normal, and we might there's like a bigger chance that we'll miss stuff. So if that's the case, then uh, sorry, but at least you'll have an episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, good old unrenowned episode. Okay, so what we're going to talk about this week, um, the big thing we really want to do is just go down the operator difficulty ratings. So this is a new feature with Phantom Sight. So basically what this is, is Ubisoft has gone and rated each operator's difficulty from one to three, one being the easiest and three being the hardest. Uh, so like they're kind of wild, these these ratings, I feel like. So we kind of just wanted to like go down and like analyze how terrible <laughs> some of these are. Yeah, uh, is that is that accurate what we're doing here? Yeah, I think some of them are fine. Sure, They're not like awful, but there are many, very many that are very questionable. Um, yeah. so we'll do that. Also, uh, we have a release date for the Phantom site, which is not really official. Like they haven't officially announced this, but in the TTS or sorry, in the test server, there's a little counter that says new season coming soon and it has a countdown. So like we have a date apparently, but they haven't posted that anywhere that I've seen. Right. Yeah, I, I no. So, I so right now about. it's at like 15 days and like 10 hours or somewhere around there. 
And so that puts it for basically Tuesday the 18th. Hmm. It's supposed to be the 10th or the 11th. Is that what they've said? Well, it's supposed to be three weeks after at least after it came out on the TTS. Well, they said, did, did, I mean, did they say that or are you basing that on their, what they said, like when they first talked about the new test server yeah, uses? Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, so I mean, well, they said like weeks. at least three weeks. They didn't say three weeks from the test server date, the seasons come out. Oh. So, well, like, I, like, I don't know what to trust here, but we've got this random countdown timer that says new season coming in so many hours, so. Where, where is this? This is on the test server when you like are in the game. It's just I don't there. see that anywhere. So I'm uh, on the game right now. Well, keep looking. Is it on the main menu screen? I don't remember where it was. I screenshotted it and sent it to you. Or wait, was it on the tester? I think it was. It might have been. Hang on. Was this like on their website or something? Sorry, I was like looking around for stuff today. Uh, eh, I don't know. It's somewhere. I have a screenshot to prove it. Um. Anyway, so apparently the season's coming Tuesday the eighteenth. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So okay. So let's get into these difficulty ratings, and this will probably be a shorter podcast just again because there's not as much happening right now. But that is fine with me as long as it's fine with you guys. Yeah, it's fine uh, with okay. me too. So should we just go down the attack list and the defense list? Yeah. Okay, That's... so somebody made this very useful post for uh, the Reddit about. Yeah, go the... ahead and link that to me because there is no easy way to see this. Let me let me say this. I am I'm on the test server right now as we're talking, which is something that we don't normally get to do. But as I'm clicking on the operators, there is no easy way to, for me to see the difficulty rating at all. So when you're purchasing an operator, this doesn't help you because it's not even there. I think even, I think you do see it on the purchase menu because you don't have a purchase menu for the test server since you I have everything it's true, unlocked. I don't. Yeah, I think you do see it on the purchase menu, and uh, you definitely see it in game when you're selecting I know an you operator. See it in game, you're selecting, yeah. But like details and statistics, it should show right here next to armor and speed, but it doesn't. It should, it should. But anyway, anyway. It, I don't think it matters that much because I don't think most of these ratings are very good. Yeah, that's so, true. So somebody made this great post on the <laughs> subreddit where they they did it perfectly where they listed all the operators by attack and defense and then they went and broke them out by difficulty rating so you can see them in kind of both forms Mm -hmm. uh, which is cool but um so let's just start let's go down the attackers list uh and we'll call out the ones that are crazy so i like i i guess like trying to understand what their criteria here is i think it's basically like how difficult it is to be successful with that operator is that what you would think yeah, I think it's that, and then I think it's simplicity of the operator as well as going into it. Sure. And, like, well, so one thing I was wondering is, like, are they basing it just on, like, complexity or simplicity, as you're saying, like, of how, how hard it is to understand the operator? Because cause they seem so off if they're really talking about, like, skill level to be successful. But yeah. then, like, some of the threes are, like, Montaigne and Blitz, and it's, like, those guys are as simple as it gets, really, as yeah. far as just, like, understanding how they work. So I don't... I don't that's definitely not the primary... Uh, driving force. I think it might play into it a little bit. But anyway, so let's let's go based on the assumption that this is them saying like you you should be this good at the game to be successful with this operator, right? Yeah. Okay, so Sledge is rated a one. That seems reasonable, right? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's a, he's pretty basic. Uh, he doesn't have any like really unique loadout stuff. Sledgehammer is pretty easy to understand. 
Uh, I would say like it helps to have more map knowledge with him to like make better Definitely. use of that. But that, I think you can say that with anybody. So like I think like unless it's like a, a particular uh, point for that operator, I don't think that like oh you have to have map knowledge is like a very useful yeah. uh, measurement. Thatcher is a one. I I'm fine with that. You're fine with that. I I lean toward Thatcher should be a two because like it's really easy just to waste your EMPs on like the first thing you see or whatever. And then there's like the whole yeah. bandit trick that comes into it and stuff. Um, but I'm okay with Thatcher at a one because it is, it is so simple. His, his loadout is like very straightforward. So I think I'm okay there. I would probably argue it, but I'm okay. Ash two. Yeah. I don't think Ash is a two wrong, right? Like she's yeah. the simplest. She like she is the go to like Call of Duty operator, right? Like if you don't want to think about it, you just take Ash and go. Yeah, true. I could I could understand. I guess this is going to that map knowledge thing of like there's certain angles that you can open up as an Ash player to make her super mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. But it's rare that people do that anyway. Right, and well, here's my other problem with that: is Zofia is rated a one. So if that's part of the yeah. consideration, Zofia has the same thing. Yeah. I don't understand why Ash would be a, a two. It's a good point. Right, so okay, so that one's weird, but that that one like is whatever. There's going to be some worse ones. Thermite is a one. I'm fine with that, and I'm also not. I'm fine with it because it's it's not like there's a reinforced wall. You put thermite on and you blow it up, right? Like, and mm-hmm. you do it when your team tells you to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can waste a thermite charge very easily on someone doing a bandit trick or thermite something that you shouldn't be thermiting. Yeah. So we, I mean, we've said in the past that Thermite, we actually think is a pretty good operator for new players. And I stand by that, but I don't think he's a one and on difficulty because of what you're saying. Like uh, the biggest thing is the bandit trick. Like that's, that's a high level thing that you have to deal with. And like, I, like, I think that happens at all levels of the game. You know what I mean? I think it's a pretty yeah. common strategy, but it's it's high level to be able to beat it. So I think that's like hard. Also, like if like you can't just bust open the first reinforced wall you see. Like in some cases, right. yeah. Like if you're attacking constant garage, obviously you're opening the garage. Um, but if if you're just opening the first reinforced wall that you see, you're really wasting your thermite charges, and that's like a like a significant. Uh, determining factor of whether or not your team's going to win a round is whether or not the right holes were open on the reinforced stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I think if we were taking this back to Siege Day 1, I would probably say Thermite's a 1, but now I feel like it's gotten so much more complicated with map strategies and bandit tricks and, like, all this stuff. I just... I think Thermite's got to be a 2. Yeah, remember when Thermite used to have frags? Yeah. He was amazing when he first came out. so great. He was. And then he had Claymores for all, which he doesn't have anymore, right? Or does he still have Claymores? No, uh, no, he had, sure. he had flashes and smokes, and then they gave him Claymores. Yeah. That sounds so he right. has Claymores now. Uh, okay. Twitch is a two. I'm fine with Twitch being a two. I think that's accurate. Montaigne is a three. That's fine. That's good. I agree, too. I think a lot of people probably uh, would look sideways at that, but like... If if you're saying this is how hard it is to be successful with this operator, I think absolutely Montaigne's a three because it takes a high level of teamwork. You can't; it's very difficult to get kills on your own as a Montaigne player, right? 
Uh, so I think that's good. Yeah. Glass too. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's probably fine. Um, Especially so, now with the smoke moving. Right. This is this is the new glass, right? Because this this mm-hmm. rating started with this new change. Right. Which we haven't seen much of him yet, so it's hard to say. But like, I think I think he's become only more simple because it's basically like stand at a good angle and and try to get a headshot. So two sounds mm-hmm. good for glass. Fuse one. You're you're just thinking about it. I don't know if you're saying you you say the number like you want me to say something, but I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I just I just want to hear your opinion, yes or no. I think fuse is definitely at least a two. I agree. I think one is a little low for fuse, and like I think that's probably informed a little bit too much by like the perception that he's the noob operator that noobs yeah. pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And like I. Like it's easier to get kills with fuse because you have this gadget that's lethal and you have three of them and like it's it can be hard to get away from sometimes and so like maybe that's part of why they're saying like fuse is is not as difficult. Um, but really, like if you want to be a truly successful fuse, I think that takes a lot of teamwork. Really, wouldn't you say? Like more than a lot of other people. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing with fuse is just like the thing is is like when they're putting one do they mean like a new player in the game can come in and play it just fine or like what are they yeah the less what's hard about this is like they haven't explained at all uh like what their criteria is for this it seems like pretty random i i, I would guess that somebody at ubisoft just had the list and went down and went uh one three one, two, one. You know, like I don't yeah. think this was like peer reviewed, or like <laughs> I don't think this was like super, uh, a super um, what's that word? Like uh, laborious process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because I guess if you think about it, like any noob in the game that comes in, any operator they pick is going to be like other than Rook, right? Any other operator is going to be like they're going to look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, like it's easy to make mistakes. Yeah, so I, like, I, I don't, like I don't necessarily think that it's like day one player comes in, like these are the operate like you should pick all ones or whatever. Like that you probably would lean that way, but I think what it really is is just like, like I said, I guess is how difficult is it to be successful with this operator? Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, as a lot of things yeah. play into that. There's like complexity. There's like the effectiveness of their gadgets. Uh, there's like is their gadget kind of binary or is it more free form where you really have to make choices around it? All yeah. that said, I think, I think fuse could be a one. Like that's, that's not like, I don't have a huge gripe with that rating itself, but I would probably put them at a two. Yeah. All right. So we got blitz at three blitz is I, one of the hardest operators to play. I, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that mainly because you get shot through your shield so often. That it's extremely but difficult to be bug. successful with them. Right. Well, yeah, but that's a bug, right? Let's but assume it's this part of the game. Blitz... They know. That's true. But let's, I mean, <laughs> assuming that Blitz works the way he had, as intended, I wouldn't say, like, a lot of people were saying, like, Blitz should be a one. I wouldn't say that. I think Blitz should be a no. two. Uh, I think it takes a, a certain amount of skill to play a shield. It takes some patience that, like, you you don't necessarily have to have with an operator who's got a rifle, right? Yeah. Um. Like and I don't think that blitz is just easy mode, but also like 
Blitz is not one of the hardest operators in the game to be successful with, like if he's not getting shot through his shield, yeah. right? I see that. That's that's true. I mean, he's got he's he's got. I mean, the shield as one thing, like that. That's sort of like a a safety net. Uh, and then he's the fastest shield for one thing. He yeah. has like a really good gadget that's not hard to understand at all. Is like somebody gets in front, you push the button, right? Right. I mean, aside from the fact that like playing shields, I think is a little harder than playing a regular operator or just at least different, like a different skill set. I think I I give Blitz a point there, but I just don't think there's any way he's a three. Yeah. Do you remember when we used to always be scared of shields? Oh, well, like shields beta? used to be way more scary than they are now. Yeah, that's true. You but know? I just remember how scary they were. It's like, oh, there's shield. Run away. I mean, th- this is like, you're pretty much talking about the closed beta and like... Yeah. They've made significant nerfs to shields between the closed beta and launch, mm-hmm. and then they've done more and more since then. Um, but yeah, I mean those those closed beta days. The old we so we called it the closed beta when you got a uh, when you got a, a no scope headshot with the sealed shield because it was so easy in the closed beta to pop those off. Just like you were just always getting hip fired, one shot headshotted by shield players. Yep. So we've forever after that we call it the closed beta when you get one shot hip fired. All right, IQ is a three. Thumbs up. I I'm fine with IQ being a three. Yeah, that passes my smell check. Buck is a one. Buck should be a two. Yeah, no freaking ways. Buck a one. Yeah, uh, Buck should be a two. Number one, his is it C eight? Is that what it's called? Yes. This salt rifle. That yep. thing is super hard to control. It's probably the hardest rifle to control in the game, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Blackbeard's pretty bad, but I'd agree with Bucks is pretty bad, too. Yeah. Um, and I get, like, his his uh, skeleton key, that's pretty easy to understand how that works and everything. But, like, if, if you actually want to be good with Buck, you're going to need to know the map, and you're going to need to know, like, how to get them from above and below. That's what Buck is for. Right. Other than that, yeah. you might as well just use a breach charge. Like I don't like. There's very little benefit to to buck otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I feel like. So at least a two. All right. Blackbeard's a one. That's fine. That's fine. It, I mean, he's just a headshot protector, right? There's nothing really special there. Yeah. Cappy Tau's a two. That's also fine. Yeah, that sounds I, about right. I think. I think you. I think you can be more successful. Obviously, the better you get with him. Mm-hmm. There's certain things you can do, especially with now with how his fire works. Right. But I think him being a two is fine. I agree. Uh, Hibana one. Hibana's a two. Yeah, Hibana's absolutely a two. If yeah. if anybody like if if thermite if we're saying thermite's a two, then Hibana's definitely a two. Yeah. Uh, if, if nothing else, just because like you have to understand how to align her ex Kairos if you want to make a hole big enough to get through. Like that's a right. thing that you have to know. That's just beyond like first time you play her. You know. Right. Jackal three. Okay, so here's the thing with Jackal. I think I think he can be a two for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading some of these comments and people are freaking out that he's a three. Where it's like, it actually does take some willpower to not just be scanning stupid footprints when you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And looking at the right time for footprints. Like, I've seen so many Jackal players where it's like, it's 2v1 and you're not even looking for footprints. Like, you get, you get all you have to do is look down and you're in objective. Mm-hmm. It's like, he should be a two, I think. But him being a three isn't, like, far-fetched. Yeah, like, I don't have a ton of problem with that. I think he should be a two. Um, I think 
as the person being tracked, sometimes it feels like he should be a one. It's just like this freaking uh-huh. noob. He's just finding my footprints and scanning him over and over again. And like I've gone over many times my problems with Jackal. Like I mm-hmm. think he's so frustrating. But that's not to say that it's easy to have success with him because I can't tell you how many times I've been tracked by Jackal. Nothing has come of it. Like not a single thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, like not a one, but probably a two. I would decide, I would say. All right, Ying is a two. Average difficulty. I'm I'm fine with him being a two. I, that's probably fine. Yeah. Uh, Zofia one. Yeah, if Ash is a one, Zofia is a one. I would actually put Zofia two because she does have different kinds of of her gadget. Right? She has yeah. the concussion and the what breach or whatever. Yeah, you know I'm fine with that because the concussion you can actually use to find out if someone's in a room. And that yeah. takes a little bit more skill to understand how that works. Yeah. And, and like probably everybody has little nuances that we're like brushing over. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think just that one aspect of Sophia that like you have to choose between which version of the thing to use. Yeah. And then she has like she has the last stand or whatever it's called. Or also withstand. True. Yeah. Also like true. So she's got just kind of like random like little things that other people don't tend to have. True. So. All right. Dokabi. Dokabi is a two. Dokabi, I'm fine with Dokabi being a two. I think she's a three. And, and this isn't a, one that I have a huge problem with. But but I think, like, I mean, again, she's got, like, two separate things that are, like, pretty different with the ringing the phones and the hacking the cameras and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, she only has a DMR and and a shotgun. Yeah. Right? So she doesn't have an assault rifle, which is kind of a weird thing. Um. So, like, with all that combined, I think... That makes her a pretty tough operator to play. And does she, like, I think she doesn't have breach charges or something, too. Or maybe she does. Let me, I'm going to look this up before I sound like a dummy. Um, But, yeah, I think, I think she. I can she, check right now. I'm on, I'm in the game. I, I just think that. Um, she does not have breach charges. She has smokes and oh. stun grenades. Yeah, so that's another thing. It's just, like, her loadout is, I feel like, a little more advanced than a lot of other operators. Yeah, I think as well with Dokabi. So, what, what am I saying? Oh, you're talking about the DMR. So, the DMRs actually in this new patch have gotten kind of a buff where they've like hired the rate at which you can fire them, where it's mm-hmm. almost as fast as you're clicking. It's not exactly, but it's a lot higher than it was before. Okay. Um. So, that gives her a little bit of a buff, but. I can I can see where you're coming from with being her being a three, but I'm fine with her being two. Yeah, I just think like a lot of other operators, like let's let's say that you're just sort of an average player, like you understand the game, you don't have a high level of map knowledge, but you know how to get around. I feel like with that, like just kind of like basic skill set, maybe like a level thirty player, let's say, uh-huh. like you you could pick most other operators and have more to like benefit what you can like naturally do than as opposed to Dokabi. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. Lion. Lion's a one. Lion's definitely not a one. Really? I would say Lion's good at one. No, because why not? You don't just press. It's not like Rook. You just press the button. Like you're pressing you, it. You at absolutely the perfect... just press the button. <laughs> yeah. But you're not, you don't just press the button. Like, okay, well that's it. It's like you press it at the right time when you're trying to get them, when you're forcing someone to move, or you're trying to force them to stay still. <laughs> like just pressing yeah, this button. Like it was before. I think maybe he was a one. But like where he is now, like 
you're not just pressing the button to see people moving across the map. Like sure. now you're pressing it as like a, I need them to stay still so I can move or my team can move. Or there's phones ringing, so now I'm going to press the button. You know, right? There's a timing component to it, which like is part of why I rated Doka be high. So maybe I'm being not as fair here, but um, I don't know. I just I think like it's I, for number one. He has a lot. He has really good weapons. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And then number two, I like, I just, I don't think that his ability is like going to make or break around if you use it at the right time or not as much as some other people. So yeah. it's kind of like, eh, use it when it's good for you and go on from there. Yeah. But I, I can see your argument too. I will say with lion too, like now that the, 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 the um, what am I saying? The nerf. Yeah. The nerf has come. Like he's never a problem to me anymore. Yeah. I, I've like, never seen picked actually. Care. Yeah. Okay, Finca is a one. Okay I, with that? I, yeah, I could see her also being a two, just using it at the right time, because you want to use it when you're pushing, but I guess it's pretty understandable. Yeah, yeah and again, um, she has pretty good weapons too, and then yeah. she's got the thing where, like, you know, you want to use that to be in sync with your team, but also if you just use it for yourself, then you've essentially activated easy mode for yourself whenever you need it, right? Right. So I think in that capacity, it makes her a one. Yeah, I think it does take some, like, under seeing where your team is, like, when they're under fire, and, like, if someone goes down, knowing that you need mm-hmm. to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Maverick's a two. That's fine. That sounds okay. Nomad three. Yes and no. Yes, because you don't just place her charges kind of wherever, like, you. it's pretty understandable, though. Like, you put it on your flank or, like, on the bomb, right? Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's also like, okay, well, let's like where you put it. Like, are we just going to put it on their flank or are we going to put it like the only way they're going to flank us is this way. So no matter what, they have to tunnel into this spot where it's going to hit them. Whereas like mm-hmm. they could flank another way technically and miss your thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it takes a little more map knowledge. Uh, yeah. I think she takes a high level of map knowledge, a high uh, strategic play uh, ability. Um I'll say that like I haven't played Nomad a lot, but the little bit that I've played her, I've had I found it very difficult to get anything out of her air jabs, even if I hit somebody with it. And it's like, well, I'm not even there anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, uh, I think it is difficult to to make that make any kind of difference. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with her at three. Gridlock as a one. You know, I have not seen Gridlock ever hurt me, so maybe she needs to be a three because obviously players need to be better to use her. <laughs> yeah, because she's so weak. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the thing is like I haven't again, like you're saying, like I haven't seen Gridlock make or break around at all. Like I've I've no. very rarely seen it come into play, even in the slightest. People just don't pick her. Um, so I, like, it's kind of weird to say that she's a one, I guess, because like it's simple or something, or I don't know, but like, it seems like if you're making gridlock work, you must be like an, at another level. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and then also that like, she's a one speed and everything on attack. It's like, no, nah, I think you'd have to be a pretty good player to make this work. But is that just saying that she's a bad operator? And so that's like the problem. Like, it's kind of weird to rate that high. Like, oh, it's like saying like oh, well, you have to be really, really good at melee to to play Ness. And, you know. Yeah. And it's like, well, Ness I just, guess. Ness is bad. Yeah, so. that doesn't mean he's like, Fox is he also super difficult. Level. Right. It just means he's bad. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, maybe she's fine. I like it, this is one where it's just like not enough data, right? Yeah. Right. Is it, so is it funny how when Gridlock first came out, when we first saw her reveal, we were all excited about it. Oh man, I and thought she was gonna be so good. So like unexciting playing her and like oh no this is this is not fun yeah i don't like i was really expecting to like her and i did not at all all right we got nook at a three that sounds good to me that's good that is good i think that's a that's a very high level of map knowledge to make anything happen out of it she's very uh like what's that word like you want to pick her she's very um tempting no or not attractive but like I think attractive is fine. She's a very like attractive operator as far as choosing her. Kind of the word Intriguing. enticing. Enticing is enticing. what I'm looking for. Like she uh, maybe that's not the word. I don't know. Like you want to pick her, right? Like uh-huh. she's someone that makes you want to be like, oh, I want to play Nook because she's so cool. But it's like you really need to understand exactly where all the cameras are, and then mm-hmm. know that when I do this, I can't sprint. So it's not like I can just like walk through this whole room and hopefully yeah, I don't there's, get seen. It's like, I like know a lot I'm of going to be fine. Yeah, there's a lot of rules surrounding her ability that you have to understand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's that's good. All right, do you want to go through the defense? Yeah, Smoke. He's a two. I that sounds okay fine. Smoke being a two. Yeah, that's good. Mute's a one. Yes. I think... I think he could be. I think you can argue that he should be a two, but I'm also fine with him being one. Just like, I think it, it takes a little bit of understanding. Like, you put him down for drones, and then you pick him back up and put him somewhere else for the round, mm-hmm. maybe. Or mm-hmm. maybe you don't do that at all, but it, using it with you, Castle, You I could guess. probably say this about all operators, maybe some more than others, but I feel like yeah. he's the kind of operator that, like, it's pretty easy to pick him up. Uh, but like, if you really want to make the most out of him, it's going to take some practice and some understanding of certain objectives and stuff like that, which it's probably yeah. true of everybody. Yeah. So I'm fine with muted to one. Castle. Oh, you're, you're going. I am. <laughs> Castle's a two. Uh, I say no. I say three. I say castle's a three as well. Yeah. Because I mean, three. I, I've, I've said this a thousand times, but I'll say it again. Like, if if you are a bad castle player, you are hurting your team. Right. Whereas, like, to be a good castle player takes a lot of, like... For one thing, it takes a lot of, like, experimentation. Uh, and then it just takes, like, knowing when to put the things down, knowing that, like, these are a resource you should manage throughout the round and not mm-hmm. just, like, throw them all down and lose them at the very beginning. Um, and then understanding when it's good to use it to burn their utility and all that kind of stuff. I think he's very complicated to to be successful with and because he, he's not bad. Yes. Like, he is not a bad operator, at least not as bad as people perceive him to be. Correct. But he's definitely a three. Yeah. Pulse is also rated a three. Or Pulse is not also, but he is rated a three. Uh, I would probably say two, but I'm okay with three. Same. I could argue him being a two because just because I, in the closed beta, I was able to play Pulse and understand him, and I still feel like I understood him just fine. Mm-hmm. Um. And even now, when I'm playing Pulse, there's nothing that I'm doing different that I didn't do all the way back then three years ago, almost four mm-hmm. years ago, in the closed beta. So it's like, I could see him being a two and that being fine. Just, you need good game knowledge yeah, in general, good game sense. But So one thing I'd say about Pulse is that like I played him a bit at the beginning, and I never really liked him. Um, and then I remember this one time that like I went and picked him randomly. We were playing Yacht, and... Uh, 
so you know like at the very end of the yacht there's that one like room that's sort of just like it like it's got a soft wall in the end you come in it's like a little tiny room and it's got a door into like the engine room yeah um so i went over to that room and it's got the hatch above and like uh-huh. i knew that they spawned over in that direction or that they could spawn over in that direction and so like i i think i opened the hatch and then and then i was like scanning and i saw i saw like one or two heartbeats coming and i tossed a nitro up through the hatch where they would be and got a triple kill on them coming up out of spawn so just like instant (laughs) 5v2 and like as soon as i did that i was like okay pulse is a way better operator than i thought and it's because i know the maps now yeah right like that would not have happened if i didn't understand how that map worked um and so because of that i'm kind of okay with him being a three yeah this uh yeah closed beta also i was playing on a hereford house and consulate all the time so right yeah so if you're limited to the the three maps it makes it easier um when you can choose your spawn too yes absolutely (laughs) did we talk about that uh pulse got a buff actually no i don't think we did maybe there was a patch notes that was significant i'm gonna pop this up real quick while we're talking um but yeah pulse uh will now bring his uh his gadget down faster to bring up his his weapon which was a thing Mm -hmm. that they had actually nerfed in the reverse direction uh probably a couple years ago at this point yeah Um, you used to be able to press like your primary weapon like one on keyboard and it would bring your gun out immediately where they're just dropping your gadget would take time and they made that not possible anymore yeah so but now they're they're walking that back a little bit Yeah, Um, they didn't mention this and this was not mentioned in patch notes or anything it just someone noticed it someone could feel it Oh, is that true? I thought I saw it in a patch note. No, I just saw it on a like a post. It was just like a random. They just said it's a random pulse buff. Okay. Um. Well, cool. I th- I think that's good for pulse. To be honest, I I think like I think something that's changed is that people have gotten better at the game overall, and like people recognize the sound of of pulse putting his thing down and everything now. So like yeah. it's just a little harder to get something out of it at this point. Yeah. Um. So I think I think that's good now. Maybe it wouldn't have been good a year ago or two years ago, but I think at this point that's a good change. Uh, Doc is a one. No way. You think he's a two? At least a two, if not a three. Really? I would say yeah. maybe a two. I'd I'd actually say I'm almost fine with him being one. I guess two. I guess he should be a two. But I wouldn't say a three. Um, maybe three is pushing it a little bit, but like, I mean, I just think it takes, uh, it takes some patience to not go out and get yourself killed. Um, like he really should be playing with the team a lot more than, um, other people have to. Uh, and then there's like, there's knowing when to, when to boost people, when to heal people, when to wait for a down, you know, like, uh, when to, when to, try to run out and save somebody versus hold back so you don't die you know like i think there's just a lot to calculate with doc that most other people don't have and then like the cool stuff you can do with him where you can revive people through floors and stuff by opening a hole like that those are like advanced techniques that i think a lot of other people don't have yeah that's true i i will say you're going back to pulse real quickly i just (laughs) tested him on the test server real fast and you do notice he pulls the sensor back in a lot quicker it is cool. actually a noticeable change. Um, Rook is rated a one. And I think that is completely fine. Absolutely, Rook is like the model one operator. Yes, hundred percent. Capkin is a one. 
Uh, I'd say Capkins should be a two. Yeah, I'm fine with him being one just because I think you just put the gadgets around the objective. Sure. I think you can be more advanced than that and try to, like, put, the, like, if you're playing border, like, the um, ventilation room, you can go up an armory and put some of them up there and stop them from trying to do, like, the armory looking down and getting that hatch and stuff yep. and kind of play yep. that. But I think you can be successful with him still. That's true. Yeah, he's probably player. in that mute zone where it's like, yeah, like stop the drones. That's what you're supposed to do. And like, you know, put traps on the doors. That's what you're supposed to do. And then you yep. can get way more advanced with it. Right. Uh, so maybe that's fine. Tachanka's a one. The Tachanka's fine in a one. I mean, yeah, he's just not the best operator. But. Yeah. Aside from the fact that he's just not a good operator. I think his gadget is super simple. Uh, and it, it, like, it just makes sense. Jaeger's a two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still in your thunder here. You do, That's you do okay. This. Jaeger's a two, which I think is fine. I, I could argue him being a one just because you put his things by the windows or by where they're going to be coming from, right? Where they're throwing stuff. Yeah. But I think you can also be more, again, you can be more advanced and be like, okay, well, I have a maestro over here. I'm going to put one next to maestro. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I mean, one thing is that he does have really good guns and he's a speedy boy. So like, mm-hmm. and like that makes me lean toward like, no, this is an easy operator. Yeah. He uh, has really good recovery. Right. And like, it's pretty simple again, just to like put the ADSs by the windows and by the doors and just let it be that, you know? Right. And like, if, uh, if somebody like Hibana is a one, why is Jaeger two? That just seems weird. That's true. I agree with that. So like, this good is, point. this is sort of where a lot of the, like, uh, where my problems with it come in is not necessarily like this operator specific rating, but like when I'm looking at that operator compared to the person in the next list over, that's easier. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a little bit what I feel like with Jaeger. Bandit's listed but, as a one. Yeah. Two is fine for Jaeger. Bandit one. No, I don't think so. I think he's a two. I think the bandit trick is the um, like the best reason to pick bandit, and that's like yeah. a super high level technique. Not that's that it's true. like hard to do necessarily, but like it can be hard to make get it right, you know? Right. So I think a lot of these operators are good at two. Like they could have just made the whole list and just put them all at two, <laughs> except for Rook. Yeah, <laughs> Rook's one. Everybody else is two, and Montaigne's three. Yeah. Uh, Frost is listed at a one. That's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I think, I mean, we can say this with all of them, like you just said, just a little bit ago, where you can, you can do certain things with Frost and make her better. If she's, I think she should be a two. Actually, thinking where she doesn't yeah. have the best guns. If I were I think, rating her, I'd probably put her at two. Yeah. Valkyrie's listed I, I'm as okay a two. With one. No way, three. Really, you say three? Yeah, don't you? I, I think she's fine as two. I think I'm saying the same thing about every single operator, but like, yes, as a like more experienced player, you're going to be better with Valkyrie, but the two difficulty, you can be a, I don't know this. These ratings are so confusing. I don't know what they're trying to say. So that's, it's hard to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. See, the thing about Valkyrie is that, I think she is one of the most crucial operators, like at least on certain sites, but I like more in general, like I think that Valkyrie makes her breaks rounds way more often than most other people. And that comes down to your camera placement. And like, if your camera placement's not spot on, like, and there's so much to, to think about when it comes to camera placement, like there's, is it covering something that's worth seeing? 
Is the is it like a, a camera spot that people are going to look for because it's so well used? Is the camera well hidden? You know, like there's just all this stuff that comes into it. Like which way did they push last time? Are they going to push that way again this time? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's just like all this stuff that I feel like a, you have to be a good player to to get anything out of it. Like yeah. there's there's the default just like oh throw it up in the objective and one outside the objective. You know, like but that's just I don't know. I like I feel like all operators have basically that. Um, sure. And then it's, I think it's just like, it's high, how high the skills skill ceiling is. At least for me, that's what this, this, uh, this rating will be based on. She does I have feel really like good guns, a high one. She does have pretty good guns. Yeah. But like another thing too, is like the advanced technique of like opening a, like a little hole at the corner of the top of a reinforcement. So you can see both sides of the room. Like yeah. that's a huge thing that makes a big difference. And like, that takes a little bit of understanding of how the game works to make that work. Yeah. Um, so, Kefera, yeah. Echo, and Mirror are all listed as three. Do you have any problem with any of those? Oh, no way. Those are all perfect. I think those are all good. They're all Legion, hard. Legion's listed as a one. No way. Yeah, I think he's definitely a two, actually. Definitely a two. Maybe even a three, but but I would, I would lean toward two, for I would sure. Say, I would say he's a two. I think his there's just so much that goes into just throwing down invisible mines with Legion. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like for one thing, their area of effect is so small that it takes a little bit of precision just to make it like work, even in a small hallway or whatever. Right. Yeah. And Legion's not a one. And and Ellis, then it's like with Legion, it's all about surviving. You know, like if you yeah. don't survive late in the round, then you've wasted that Legion pick for the most part. And so it's like that that's high level play. True. Uh, Ella's listed as a one, and I think this is false. Really? Why? Because you don't just throw down her... It's the, the kind of the same thing as Legion. Like, Legion, yes, like, you have that smaller area of effect, mm-hmm. and you stop plants and stuff, but it's like, you don't just throw three mines in random spots. Like, you can, for example, Consulate, if I'm playing Consulate, and we're in the garage, and I'm playing Ella, I can effectively stop that yellow stair door push by putting a, a Grismont there, and then I can put one in the piano room, and I can put one at the other doorway that comes from spiral stairs, and uh-huh. I can just hold that just me, as Ella. Uh-huh. And I can have all three of those where it's like, that's not just putting them in a place where they might come in. It's like, you have to put them where you can react to them and know which one's going off. Yeah. And, and putting but, them but in locations like with this like, strategy. Go is ahead. that kind of just like having one site that, or like one specific spot that you use Ella, like in a certain way that's effective versus like Ella is a hard operator to use. I think maybe, but I think also like depending on what your team's doing is different with how you're going to use Ella. Like yeah. if you're doing a certain strategy and they can't come this way because of your strategy, you have to be able to effectively place the Grismont Mines in the right spot to stop them from coming that direction or at least scare them off. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I think that like Ella's gadget is so simple um, and it's like... They're, like it's so flexible with the different ways that you can use it and make it work that uh-huh. that's why I think like she's kind of okay at a one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I could be convinced for a two probably. Vigil is listed as a three. Yeah. Okay, I agree with this too. But I'm I'm looking at these comments and people do not agree with this one. And what I do am, they say? They are saying he should be a, a one or a two. Literally Why? one of the one of the top comments. So this this person saying make vigil two is gadget relatively simple and has a good loadout. And then one of the other top comments is vigil three difficulty. Press middle click to avoid camps and that's it. Forty four <laughs> upvotes. Yeah, well, it's 
that's like, but Nook is a three. And Nook is good at three. Vigil, you don't just press the button randomly. Like, you, you use it at a very good time when you think they're going to be watching these drones. Vigil's not a, Vigil should not be a two or a one. He's a three. Yeah, um, I, I could I could see two, but one is like, wait, what? Uh, and the thing is, like, I like it. It you have to know when and where they're using drones to, like, I don't know. I guess I just don't play Vigil enough to have like a super strong opinion on it. Yeah, so, I, so I don't think he should it. be a two or a one. He does have really good guns, but his his utility is something extremely new, unique, and you have to really understand the game to use that effectively. I think. Yeah. It's also boring, so. Yes. <laughs> uh, Maestro is the two. Disagree. Maestro should be three. You think he should be a three? Yeah, as a I Maestro main. Two, I could be convinced to have him be a three. So here, here's my argument. Number one, he's slow, which is always like a detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, he He has a lot to do in the prep phase, and I've complained about this a bunch, that he is slow and has a lot to do, especially if you do like barbed wire, right? So yeah. you got to put your barbed wire down somewhere. You got to put your evil eyes down somewhere. You got to do reinforcements. He never has enough time to do all of that unless you are like on point. And even then, it's like really tight. Um, so that's one thing. Like, I feel like anybody who has a lot to do in the prep phase, that probably means they're pretty complicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, also, like, his evil eyes because they can't be turned by teammates. Like that's a, just a, another thing you have to think about that nobody else has to think about. Right. Mm-hmm. Of like making sure that you leave it pointing in a direction that's going to be useful if you die or yeah. if you're, if you're just not on it. Right. Um, and then like understanding what the evil eyes are really for or what they're good at. Like you shouldn't be expecting to get a lot of kills with evil eyes and people that just like try to get damaged with evil eyes. They're wasting it completely. Yeah. Um, one point where I'd say maybe he is a two is that his gun is so good, right? And so like, oh my gosh, like it's it's just unreal how good that gun is. And I hope nobody's at Ubisoft is listening to this, uh, but oh. that should be nerfed. And like, yes, so so that's the one thing that's like removed. Yeah, yes, he's it, a like three it speed, just, but the ACOG needs to be off that gun. It it makes him so so good, and so maybe that's mm-hmm. one argument. But then just like the evil eyes, like. They can do a lot in a round, but you have to know what you're doing. Like you have to be using them to kill uh, breach charges and you know thermite charges and that kind of stuff. And when like when you're doing that, that makes a huge difference. But that takes a certain amount of patience and like just wisdom to like not waste your evil eyes on stupid stuff. And then like putting them in spots that are beneficial to each other and paying attention to where other cameras are being placed. Like, I just think there's like a lot of complexity to Maestro and I'm yeah. probably biased because I play him a lot, but, but like with the, the other operators that I play a lot, I, I wouldn't say some of the same stuff. So. I, I can be moved on that one to have him be a three. I agree with your points. Thank Alibi. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Is this a, a three? Alibi's a three. No freaking I think, way. I think if Maestro's a two, Alibi's definitely a two. Agreed. Um, but I do understand where they're coming from with the three because, again, those holograms you don't just throw out on random places, right? Obviously, she's not a one. But it's like, yeah. Also, sometimes do you save one? Do you put one in a window? Do you put one in certain directions because your team's playing a certain strategy? I so I think like. I'm I'm going to go back to what you mentioned about Maestro because I think that's a good comparison. Is like Alibi's holograms are like 
place it and forget it for the most part, right? Yeah. Like you can do advanced stuff where you maybe you stand in it or you stand behind it and you're waiting for somebody to ping it or whatever. But for the most part, it's like drop it and forget it. And like, I feel like it only takes a few rounds playing her to realize like, oh, okay, the best place to put this is like in front of a hot window where it's just yeah. going to get pings all the time. Yeah. Um, like if you're going to say Maestro is a two, I don't understand how you can say Alibi is a three. She yeah. just has three little holograms that give you free intel. Agreed. So like what's what's more difficult about Alibi than Maestro? Unless you're coming I, down I to the guns. Part. Like I could see I that argument where it's true. just like Maestro's gun is so good. That's why it's easier to be successful with him. Yeah. But like if I'm just choosing people for guns, I'm probably not choosing Maestro first. Yeah. So I don't know. Clash is a three. Yes. Yes. I think that's very good. Yeah, that's good. is listed as a two. That's probably fine. I think it's fine as well. I think I think he needs that third Artilla claw. Yeah, and why does he sure. have barbed wire? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess now he's a three because he's have barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, he's a three because they've like, made him awful. But I think he's fine as a two. That's weird. Wait, wait. what did he get instead of barbed wire? Nedrasil. And this was like a balancing adjustment. They They didn't even say anything about it. I thought they happened. did. I thought they said that this. No, no, no. no. They definitely said this. So we read it in patch notes. Mm, I didn't or, read it in patch notes. Or maybe you. Oh, maybe it you was just noticing not. game. Yeah. I wonder is is this like something they did? What's the quote? They took away shields from people, didn't they? Or no? They're just not letting yeah, you use it or something. They don't. You can't use. Well, in the test server, you can now, but it like resets you if you try to. In the real game, you can't use shields right now. Okay, I'm I'm just wondering if this is something they did to like try to fix balance in the meantime that like people's loadouts are a little bit jacked up, which would be nice because it doesn't make any sense that Kaid wouldn't have barbed wire. Yeah, I don't so. know. What the, I think they're trying to buff him because his pick rate's so low, so they gave him C4. Yeah, but it's like his pick rate's low because he you took away his last artillery claw before he came out into the game. You you kicked him before you even got to play. Yeah, you know silly. But I'm good it's with him, too. Mozzie's a two. Nah, Mozzie's a three. I think I can agree with Mozzie being a three. I think I can see where they're coming from being a two, but I am also fine with him being a three. I just think, sure. like, like, first of all, getting the drones is not that easy. No, especially if the team is smart. Right. Um, And, and then, like, once you get them, like, a lot of times you're getting them, like, during the round. And so, like... Mm-hmm. And, and and like even if you don't like this is something you have to manage throughout the round, uh, to, in order to like really be good with it. I like, I, I just think he's very very complicated compared to most of the other operators. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Warden is a two. No way. Warden's a one. You think Warden's a one? I think he's a two. Yeah. He, oh, he's a it's, two. It's oh, are you blind? Yes. Push button to not be blind. That's Warden. True. But also, are you going to push button to not be blind or wait a second to push the button to not be blind? <laughs> yes. How long or would you, you like to remain blind for? Wait so many <laughs> seconds, then push the button. I mean, I think, I, think, I think he's a two because you pick him in locations where you're going to need him. Like, you don't just pick him whenever. He's not an operator you always pick. I think he's one that you pick in certain locations and you have to have better map knowledge and understanding of the game to know when the warden is a good pick. I guess, but like that doesn't that seems like it it seems like the difficulty rating should be separate from 
your knowledge of when to pick the right operator. Yeah, that's. I guess that could be true. It seems I think like those are separate things. I don't know. I I think Warren's definitely a one. I I think he's a two. I'm looking at him right now. He looks like a two. <laughs> Look at this man. <laughs> this is the face of a two. If I ever saw one. Oh. All that's right. All. Well, so that's our that's our breakdown. Uh, which actually, I was like when I just initially looked at these ratings, I was a little more like, no, this is awful than I was like actually going through and breaking each one down. Um, but I definitely think there are some in there that's like, uh, no way, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> Any True. final thoughts to add? Just, I, I agree with you. I think when I first looked at them, I was a lot. Well, I looked at them, I thought they were really, really bad. But then I was actually, there's some of them where I'm like, there's some of the lists that are really bad and others I, I'm, like, someone could argue with me that it's okay. But mm-hmm. the ones that are bad are like, I'm confused why they would even think. Like, why why would you think Habana's a one? Yeah. Like, who who did this? Yeah, like, Habana's a one, that's very confusing. Habana was one of the ones that I said was going to be a three. Actually, do you remember who you guessed when we did that? I don't. We guessed who would be... Did we guess ones and threes? I think we guessed I, a three attacker and a three defender. Yeah, I think we did. I don't remember what I said. I I think I said Habana as a three, and then did I say Mira? Or I know we said Rook was a one. Yeah. I don't remember what I said. But... All right. Um, there actually was one interesting comment on this uh, Reddit post. This is from Finding... Patroclus. Um, he said, I really feel like instead of trying to put a number system on it, they should have just given brief descriptions of strengths and weaknesses. For example, something along the lines of requires map knowledge for operators like Buck. Yeah. I think that would be way more useful. It's, it's probably a lot True. harder. You know, you have to have somebody sit there and write, like think about it and write these lines and people are still going to disagree with it. Well, it's I think like have, get someone that really knows the game to do it. Sure. And, and I think that like, trying to boil this down to a difficulty rating of one, two, and three is just a little bit too simple for, for what Siege is. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It might be hard to, to come up with strengths and weaknesses for each of these people. But anyway, that was fun going through that. Yeah. Um, I think we're ready to hop right into listener questions. Let's do it. Okay, so if you have questions for us, you can send those in either on Twitter or at our Discord channel. Um, follow us on Twitter. That's at R6Unrenowned, and that is a great place to send us listener questions. Um, and then perhaps the better place is in our very own Discord server, which has a channel dedicated to podcast questions. You can find the link to that in our Twitter account or in the show notes. Um, and we would love to have you join us in the Discord. And also don't forget to join us this weekend for our community play day. Uh, that will all be going down in the Discord. So hop on in there. Um, if you want to follow us individually, you can follow me on Twitch, uh, Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y, and then on YouTube, VG Fiasco. I've got to somehow merge those together. Yeah, you got to figure that bad boy out. Yeah. And I am uh, just low with three O's on those same two platforms. Yeah. Also, if you can't uh, make the community play day, we will be streaming it on those channels. So go ahead and follow us there and you can at least uh, pop in, say hi, and uh, maybe watch us have a good time. Right. And that's pronounced just hello, by the way, yes. if, you, if you didn't know the pronunciation. If you didn't know, go back and watch his vlogs and <laughs> they're oh, good. You will cringe. They're cringy for cringe. sure, but they're, oh, wow, they're dang good. 
They are very cringy. Okay, let's get into these questions on the good old Discord server like we do. Oh, yeah, don't forget, if you want to um, to earn the podcast questionnaire role in this Discord server, send in your questions. You got to get six questions in on the podcast in order to hit that. And uh, it will be interesting to see who gets on here first. I have some guesses. We have some regular uh, question yeah, yeah. askers. <laughs> but, all right, let's, let's start with this question from Rush17. Um, he said to stop Maverick's abuse of the reinforced walls, I've been using electrified barbed wire on the exterior site of on exterior exterior of site walls. Thanks to Kaid's gadget. It works great. You hear if they get zapped or break the, the barbed wire, thus alerting you someone is near. So basically he picks Kaid, which this won't work anymore, I guess, unless somebody else is putting the barbed wire down for you. But the, he puts barbed wire outside of the like reinforced walls on the site and then electrifies it with his uh, Artilla through the reinforced wall, mm-hmm. which I think is brilliant. What do you think? Uh, yeah, when you first explained it to me, I was like, well, they can just melee it. But it, the whole point is you can hear if they're meleeing it. Like, now you know that they're there, right? Mm-hmm. Like a frag or something. Like, something's going to happen where you're going to know that they're there instead of Maverick sneaking up and super silently opening this wall and right. you having no idea. Right, yeah, they've either they've got to blow it up, or they've got to EMP it, or they've got to melee it, or or Maverick just walks up into it. Like whatever they do, you will get an audio cue that is much louder than Maverick's torch, so you won't just be picked off by a, a hole you didn't see coming. So that's that's cool. I think it probably only works if somebody is like aware of that. You know, like what, if you're playing that area yourself, or if your teammate who you're playing with is aware that that's what you've set up there. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a super smart strategy. And he asked if we think it would be useful at higher levels. I think so. Yeah, I think it would. I think that's a great way to use kite. And then it's you like, you're getting a bonus when you're doing that, right? Cause you're electrifying a bunch of stuff with one artillery, or maybe two. Yeah. Um, and so that's like, that's a great way to use those. Yes. Our next question is from I see you 22. He says, what do you guys think about the Glass nerf? As a person who has loved Glass since the beginning, I feel as though Glass is just hurting with every season. That, it's true. The recent nerf makes him sit still, more of a sniper role, if I may. If this is how they want him to be, why not increase the power of his gun and make it slower to fire? If you do that, then he can be, then he will be the sniper that we're afraid of, but also balanced enough if he gets flanked, he'll be decimated. Thank you and keep up the amazing work. Yeah, uh, with what's happened to Glass now, I do kind of like the idea of just like a bolt-action sniper rifle that's uh-huh. like a one-shot killer pretty close to it. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it wouldn't one-shot kill a three-armor with Rook's armor or something, but pretty much everybody else it would. Yeah, in the chest, I think it should be a one-shot kill almost. Yeah, yeah. And like a bolt-action thing. So if someone comes up on him, he's not going to be able to spray with his gun at all, but he can hold an angle. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'd agree with that, actually. Yeah. Also then, like, it would, I think it would be more effective to, like, flip up and down his scope, especially as you're pushing in. Like, mm-hmm. you might see people still using that bolt-action rifle with the scope flipped down as they're pushing in, because it's a really great, like, if you land that shot, you know, then you're golden. Um, so, like, I think that would make him more interesting in, in certain ways. It'd probably be, like, really frustrating for people just getting one-shotted by Glass. Oh, for uh, sure. But it, it just, it'd be a thing where it's like, okay, we know Glass is out there on that on that window, be careful about that because it's a yeah. serious problem. Yeah. But, but then he doesn't also have a superpower when he walks up. Yeah. I like it. Helljumper says, since everyone is asking for a story mode and Ubi being resistant to the idea, why not make a story segment pop up every 30 to 50 levels? It doesn't have to be moving something 
similar doesn't have to be moving something similar to the mk immortal Kombat story mode segments like like not animated more like moving comic style so yeah basically like let's uh every 30 to 50 levels are we talking about like the levels the like the players hit i assume i think so yes yeah, so i don't like i don't know about this the reason i want to ask this was just because like i'm just trying to figure out what ubisoft is doing with their story because like they've made it much more of a thing than it was probably the first two or three years of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making these shorts now and stuff. And it's like, what are you getting at here? Like, cause you're not like really fully delivering on it. You keep doing yeah. like these little events that have some story stuff and you're doing more like dossier stuff. When a new operator comes out, like I mentioned, there's that short now that features uh Doka and Thatcher pretty heavily. And you get a little bit of backstory on Thatcher. Uh, but like, What's the end goal here? Is this just like just because it's fun to do or like are we building up to something? Because like I feel like nothing's it's like a like a lot of build up with no no payoff, you know? Yeah. I think honestly this this might be contrary to popular opinion, but I think it would be wise for them to just not go with the whole story thing. Just stick mm-hmm. to what they're stick to the multiplayer game if you're gonna make if you're gonna make a story make it something that we can play through i think give us a campaign i I think a lot of people like it um and i think this is coming from like yeah like we're we're missing a campaign right like and and people kind of want that because they i think they sort of made a mistake in like characterizing these characters and like giving Mm -hmm. them this this like these details and biography like yeah like making them into actual characters and so now people are like wanting that more and it's like but you're not how are you ever going to deliver that unless they're yeah. planning something that we'd have like no idea about maybe this is build up for siege 2 could be maybe this is the pp's just beginning in action right here yeah, maybe i like i honestly think they're just doing it just because like they like doing it and the fans like it but i think eventually it's going to be like okay what is this all for cuz like we're not getting enough to like to really make this all worth it I don't yeah. know. Like, I I don't really pay any attention to it because it's like, well, I don't really care to read these like dossiers when that's all that the story is. You know, like if it if it doesn't link into some like gameplay mode or an extended like uh like digital film or something, it's just like, why do I care? Yeah, I don't know. So I I wouldn't I yeah I don't know. Let's let's leave it at that. What do you guys think? Hey, it's Mythic. Has two questions for us. One, should there be a way for Siege to be cross-platform? And two, if you had to choose between Nook or Warden, who would you pick and why? So for One. your first question, Go ahead. I think I'm fine with it being cross-platform between PS4 and Xbox. Yep. But when it comes to PC, that should not... No, it cannot be cross-platform because PC has such an unfair advantage. Right. The keyboard and mouse thing, which like all console players are freaking out about the keyboard and mouse issue that's happening on console right now. You cannot like, and all sh- all shooters know this. You can't merge PC and console right. uh, for shooters. So absolutely not. But yeah, for PS4 and Xbox, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. That that a lot of that comes down to Xbox and PS4 working together, Sony and Microsoft, to allow which that to happen. They've been a lot more open to recently. Uh huh. They've done it with Rocket League now. Yep. Which is a huge, really good thing for Rocket League. And there's mm-hmm. no reason for them to not do something like that. That I've I've said years and years and years ago, 
I was like, they should sell something. The two companies together should sell something called like Extended Live or for what is the PSN called? Extended PSN Network or something. Mm-hmm. And it can be like an extra ten dollars a month, and you can play with people from other platforms, from PlayStation or Xbox. They mm-hmm. can make so much money, and then people don't have to worry about like, oh, well, my friend bought a PS4, I have an Xbox. It's like, well, you can still play together. Yeah. Because you have you bought the extended subscription of the Xbox Live or extended PS Network, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm glad they're not selling it. So that's good. Yeah, um, it is good. That they're not making money off, it, but they could have. Yeah, they could they have had an opportunity to. No, but that's good. I'm I'm good. They're starting to do that stuff, and yeah, we should uh, we should have that for Siege. I don't see why not. Yeah. Okay, Steel Switch uh, wants to know who's the best looking character in the game. Hang on. If you get two questions in the same episode, does that count twice or? Does it have to be six separate episodes? I think it counts twice. I think it should be six separate episodes. Six separate episodes. Yeah. All right, six separate episodes. All right. Okay, Steel Switch, who's the best looking character in the game? If you were new to Siege and had no clue what weapons they had and their abilities, who would you choose solely on looks alone? Um, I wish I had just like pictures of everybody, but I'll sc- I'll scroll through their icons. Uh, I, I was think... just looking at them. What'd you say? I was just looking at them all. I still have the game open. Oh, lucky you. Cavera uh, is definitely one I would think about. Okay. With the face paint and everything, that's like really cool. Nook, obviously. Nook is, yes. looks Nook, freaking amazing. Nook for sure. 100% Nook. I would also probably pick Valkyrie and Doc is for sure one that I would pick. Really? Yep. Doc just looks kind white, of boring to me. The white gloves are so cool. The white gloves are cool. Uh, Castle's gloves are really cool, which you don't notice unless you're playing him and like when you're putting up reinforcements. But he has these really cool, like almost like they remind me of paintball gloves, actually. Yeah, I can kind of see that. But they look really cool. Uh, Sledge, I think, has a really good look. Um, Thatcher, when he has his LED helmet, that's freaking amazing. Yes, that's true. I Did love you say, that. You helmet. said Sledge, right? Just a second yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah Sledge I, has I, a cool look. 100% would pick Sledge. Oh, yeah. Castle's um, gloves are cool looking. They are, right? Yeah, those are sweet. Uh, all the Russians look pretty cool. I don't think I'd put them up at, like, very top. Capkin looks pretty cool. Yeah, Capkin, he looks like an assassin, which he's supposed to be, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I I like Maestro and Capital. Don't they both have cigars, or is that just Maestro? Capital does too, right? About to find out. I think he does as well. No, he does not. I they've done oh, like does, some armor. Okay, they're yeah. in his. They're in his. Uh, oh, they're in his in his, his vest like, pockets. Yeah, yeah. I, I think cigars are just like a really cool look for like yeah military stuff. Like yeah, very powerful dude. That's military guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, cigar. but Maestro looks cool. Um, Vigil's pretty cool, actually. He looks a little bit like uh, Freddy. Okay, the hockey mask, you know. Okay, yeah. So probably those ones. That was a cool looking one. Good question. Yeah, good question. I like it. Our next question again is from Helljumper. How do you guys work on consistency when you play? I was in high gold midway through the season and I'm struggling to stay within gold three. So I didn't have uh, an answer for this. I was curious if you did. I think the best way to stick with consistency is to play with the same team. Totally. Because so much of like Rocket League, for example, we've talked about this. It's just us two all the time. And yep. even if we play alone, I'm still fifty percent of the team and I'm I'm in the same rank as I always am and I've played 
a significant amount of games alone. Whereas like Siege, I'm only twenty percent of the team at that point, and it's like mm-hmm. your team has so much effect. You can be a really good player, but if your team just brings you down so much, you can't. You can only do so much, you know. Right. Um. So I think playing with the same team is definitely one of them. Also, sticking with the same operators, I think, helps a lot too. Yeah, we did that for a while with our squad. We like we got tired of losing a lot, and we said, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do: everybody pick your mains and just play your mains every time, just so that like we all like understand our role and like we know what we can do as a team, and like mm-hmm. you know we, we know that like we we know that we always have EMPs because I'm always Thatcher." Right. right. And so it's not like, wait, do we have a Thatcher or like, where's Twitch? You know, it's like it, you're never like lost in that way. So like that was really useful for us to do that for a little while. Um, I think also like you should probably take some time to just like walk through the maps that you're not very familiar with and like just get better at the maps that you don't uh, feel good about because that will improve. I think your consistency game to game. Yeah. All right. Ranger Havney wants to know how about an operator who has a visor that scans drones and pings the owner while they're on it. They can only scan during the normal phase, so there will be no revealing with spawning places. The visor would be like Jackal. The owner will be pinged every three seconds for 12 seconds. I love this idea. So, like, right now, with Alibi, if you drive your drone over an Alibi hologram, that will, like, ping the owner's location. Like, they'll get spotted by the Alibi hologram, which I think is really, really stupid. Yes. But I, like... I do like that idea as like a separate operator that actively scans drones. Uh, it, it would make like a reason to leave drones alive. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's like a little bit of risk and reward to it. What if like instead of, cause I just, I hate the idea of getting pinged. Like that's true. I'm tired of that. It's so annoying. And for 12 seconds too, like it's not straight, but it's like, for 12 seconds, they had to like try to run different areas or like hold some angle. So yeah. what if instead it like made some noise on their phone? Like he back hacked the drone or something or like it was like a feedback sound or something. Yeah. Some some noise. Um, and, oh, yeah. OK, that's really like, cool. So, yeah. What if it like it, it like emits a feedback noise from their phone for, let's say, like 15 seconds. And so they can either like get on their drone and like get it destroyed or just like wait it out. Like, if the drone's destroyed, it would stop. Interesting. Uh, so then it's like, okay, is it worth keeping my drone to be, you know, to be spotted? Not spotted, but have its audio cue. Or, or, what if you could hack the drone and just see what they're seeing or see what their phone sees? Ooh, It's so like, yeah. if they're holding their phone, you would just see a selfie of them and where they are. Yes. <laughs> and then when they put it in their pocket? You don't see anything. <laughs> so you just got to use it the right time i like your first idea better yeah but no that i like i like somebody who like scans drones and like reverses not like taking over the drone but like using the drone against the other the other players what about something like that on attack for cameras what if what if like you could scan a camera and anybody who was on cameras at the time had like a, a ping or something and again, I'm I'm kind of tired of ping, so I'm I'm not sure I should be suggesting this, but or like yeah. some sort of uh, like feedback damage or something, like a, their phone zaps them for ten damage and they get knocked out of cameras. I think it's interesting, but okay, let's move on. Uh, is it you? I think it is me again. I see you twenty two. 
again, says, what does everyone think about just trying Fuse on two-speed, two-armor? I think this would be a small change that might help. Just test server kind of thing to see. I'd be fine with them testing that on the test server. Yeah, I think it's worth think, testing. Why not test it? Yeah, I think I think Fuse probably needs uh, something done with his gadget to make it a little more useful, unless like obvious that he's placing it. But I think that would be a good start. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we've seen that a three or one speeds on attack isn't really great. Yeah. So. Uh, Clapbomb STVI said, "What are your opinions on the new tactical FPS Insurgency Sandstorm? Insurgency Sandstorm, it released for PC already and will be coming to consoles later in 2019. Just wondering if you guys have seen anything on it or not. So I actually hadn't heard about it until you mentioned it, and then I went and looked at the trailer, and it looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time you saw it too? Yeah, it is. So it I mean, it look looks really like cool. it's it's basically like a CS type of game, more or less. Um, but it's like." It sort of has a battlefield feel to it, uh-huh, I feel like, sure. in the action and stuff. And Definitely. then I'd actually say it's closer to Battlefield than to Counter Strike, except that there's a lot I'd of agree. like game types where you don't respawn. Yeah. So I'd, I'd agree with that, but I think it's definitely it has a huge battlefield feel to it. And maybe even like an arma, because it, it seems like it's very milsim in a way. Yeah, like it seems it definitely like, is. Definitely has certain things that are like like the reloading, for example. You don't just reload and have like a magic stack of ammo. You have actual magazines. Right. That you have to manage. Up to a certain, and, which honestly is annoying to me when I have to do that in a game. But for a game like that, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then there's like they really, really leaned into like the attachments on weapons and sort of building your own weapon based on what you want it to do and different mm-hmm. strengths and weaknesses. Which that's not something that I usually love in games. I like I typically like to just have it handed to me and just go. But but like it's cool for people who are into that. Yeah. Um. They have this really cool game mode where it's uh, it seemed like so is it kind of like domination where there's three spots uh-huh. and then like you attack spots to like to respawn. So you don't respawn. You have to like capture a point to spawn your team. Yep. Um, and you win by either like capturing all the points or killing the uh, the enemy team or something. Yeah. Um, so, so they were saying like it 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 makes these really great clutch situations where like one guy is left on the one team and he has to like capture a point in order to spawn his team back. And so like that sounds like really really cool. I think. Yeah. It sounds fun. Um, so it looks. So this it is looks that cool. on PC already? It says he says. Yeah. Um, I thought it hadn't released yet. I think it's like thirty dollars, which seems a little steep. Like because I just don't. I don't know anything about this series or this developer and like the reviews are mixed. Like I feel like this should be a free to play game, but, but then like they leaned really hard into like, Oh, we don't sell any of our weapons or whatever. You don't unlock anything. It's all there from the star. And like, I think they were trying to like really be on the good side of gamers for that kind of stuff. But it's like, honestly, just like make it free to play and I'm happy to pay for extra stuff if I want to, you know? Like I, I don't want to take a risk on a game like this from some nobody that I've never heard of, and like the reviews are mixed. I would, like I would be really willing to try it if it was free. Yeah, it looks like yeah. There's not even that many players playing right now, so there's 2,500 people playing. Uh, that's pretty weak. Yes, that's pretty low for me to pay thirty dollars on that. But I don't know if you, if any of you guys have played it. Uh, I'd be interested to hear you guys' thoughts in the feedback uh, channel in the Discord. Maybe we can uh, get together with a group sometime and do that. Our last question is from Big Baja Cream. Riddle me this. 
he says, why is the siege community so toxic? Yeah, I just thought that was funny. So I put it in. I, I couldn't agree more. Why is it that this that we have some people in the community that are great, right? But then why do we have some of these people that are literally the most toxic people in the world? So I actually don't think it is that toxic. Like I just think that the community is huge, and so obviously you're gonna have toxic people. And like yeah. this is like FPS in general seems to be a little more toxic. I think For just sure. the kind of players that it attracts that more aggressive like a lot of aggressive teens and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, yep. um, especially siege. Yeah. And, and then I think that sieges. siege, I think siege lends itself to trolling and being toxic. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. And, and that's not like a fault of the game as much as it is like by design. Uh, it's easy to troll people. Agreed. Um, it's sort of like a side effect of, of the kind of game that it is. So like, but like, I mean, if you think about like every single game that you play, like it seems at least in my experience, it's like maybe one out of 10 games, we get somebody that's actually a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like probably less. I can agree with that. So, and so that's what, like, that's like one out of a hundred people, you know, okay, every game has 10 people. Yeah, I guess that's, true. that's obviously not like because we're the same people, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, it's obviously not a real statistic, but, but I don't know. Like, I, I like, I, th- I think like, I think what it is is that when there is a toxic person, they can take it really far and make it like a really terrible experience. And it can be extremely toxic, right? And so it feels more than it is. I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah, it only took one time for me to be extremely pissed off when I was team killed by three different guys in the same squad. Yeah, it would just totally ruin a casual match. It was like why, and I just I didn't get why. It's like I didn't I didn't even say a word. I hadn't said anything. Yeah, I, I have a video of this happening. Like, <laughs> in a ranked match on my channel. It's just like, it's ridiculous how toxic these people were, but you yeah. know what? I took a video of it and I sent it to Ubisoft and the guy got banned. So there's that. That's nice. How did you know you got banned? Uh, well, he just hasn't logged on since I sent that in. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So, so I'd like, I don't know, just like keep being nice to people. I think, I feel like most people, if you're cool or cool back. So yeah, that's, that's true for the most part, for sure. Sorry for whatever uh, bad experiences you had, Big Baja. I but, apologize. hey, if you want good people to play with, the Unrenowned community is the way to find it. And come on the play day and make some new friends, you know? Yes. Uh, I think we're definitely going to have to find a way to cycle people in and out because it seems like we've got a lot more than eight people wanting to yeah, come join. Right. So we'll have to find a way. Maybe we'll just do like every every game will randomly... Uh, or maybe, I don't know. We'll We'll somehow find a way to take turns. But, well, uh, we'll uh, we'll get Siege to allow us to have ten versus ten in a custom game. No, I don't want that. <laughs> it'd be kind of fun. Just I mean, it'd be once. cool if they allowed it, but I don't want to play that. Well, no, I'd want to play it a couple times though to see what it's like. It'd be kind of cool if they like made a huge map, like if they just extended a map somehow to make it like ten v ten. That'd be interesting. Like just like combine two maps, just put Canal on top of Cafe. On top of it. Yeah. <laughs> make make cafe anyway. the, the building between the two canal buildings. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Just take both Hereford bases and put them back to back. There you go. <laughs> Just put the old Hereford below the other one. And then it will solve the problem with the outside staircase because it'll be inside. So we'll have two staircases. Yes. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, 
yeah, don't forget community play day this Friday at six Pacific nine Eastern. We'll see you guys there.